This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Edge of My Show! I am Unji Kim. And I am Peter Kim, and we are here with episode 189. Jesus Christ. All right, and we are switching things up. We're going to do something (laughs) different today. (laughs) Just let us know if you don't like it. Like, I'm sure you guys will. (laughs) I'm sure you will. You're an audience that lets us the fuck know. (laughs) (laughs) Good or bad. Yeah. Um, But if you are enjoying this show um, and you have not told anyone about it, please tell someone. Yeah. Or write us a review yeah. on iTunes or wherever the hell you're listening to this. R- writing reviews helps us, I think, get seen by other people. Mm-hmm. And here's something. We're doing something new today. We're doing something new. Re- why do we come to this, Anji? We were talking about the 200th show, yes. first of all. Yes. We're looking ahead. This is 189. We Welcome plan. to 189. We do plan. Sometimes we We plan. do plan ahead a little yeah. bit. Sh- should we tease this? I think we should tease Let's this. Let's tease it. All right. You guys, in December, first week of December-ish, um, it's my birthday, mm-hmm. slash, we are going to revive the DC Comedy Loft Ajima Whoa! Weekend. Okay? Live comedy, live Ajima show again. Yeah. Those of you who um, who have been listening to this pr- since pre-pandemic, <laughs> you know that we were so excited for this show. To come to the East Coast... That Maryland, Virginia spot of Koreans. Yes. We're very excited to meet you. Uh, go to your King Spa or whatever mm-hmm. you got down there. Yeah. And we're going to bring on a, a, a kick-ass Korean. That, it's, it's coming. The date will be released soon. Yes. But uh, we're still working out the details right now. But we would love to come to see you. And uh, we're going to just put that out right now. It's December. It gets crazy. Like Thanksgiving-y. It gets Christmassy. I don't know what you, Hanukkah, you know, whatever you decide decide to do, it gets busy. So I want you all to plan ahead Mm -hmm. like we are. And meet us in D.C. Pencil Pencil it it in. Just general timing, early December. Just know that your two sweethearts (laughs) with the foul mouths are coming to the East Coast to this nation's capital. We're, okay. we're storming the Capitol. We're <laughs> no, storming don't the- say that. <laughs> we're storming the DC Comedy Loft, which is a couple of miles away from the Capitol. All right? The building. It's a different kind of surge. It's going to be um, a, a sin-surrection, if you will. <laughs> I mean, and so that's why we're kind of like, if you... If you hear something, say something. You know, it's uh, it's you. We're familiar with that phrase. You know, if yeah. you're listening to this, say something. It's nine eleven rules. 9/11 if you say, rules. see something, say something. If right? you hear something, say something. Hear, see anything, just say, just say something. Say something. Yeah. Tell your friends we're coming and drag your friends out. Drag your fox out too, friends of Koreans. Yeah. They don't all have to be Korean. That's fine. We, uh, the Ajima sensibility is a state of mind, baby. It's true. Okay? It's true. It's beyond I, race. Yeah. I mean, considering how many other like ethnic groups and immigrant groups have written us really touching emails regarding how oh. we resonate with them, it's like, bitch, the trauma Especially is the same. in the Latinx yes. and black community, yes. there is a, yeah. <laughs> similar trauma patterns you're all welcome <laughs> i mean and I because recently, of that yeah what'd you, what were you gonna say oh, i was watching in the heights and like truly that oh, i loved it it was like oh right this is the same this is the same yes 
the harmony yes. and all the people around her. Uh, I, the, the second I saw the harmony and everyone was like, Abuela, I was like, this bitch is going to die. Yes! I know it. <laughs> I knew it. Spoilers, we all spoilers. were waiting for it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Go see it. It's on HBO Max and AMC. It's about the Latinx experience in a very small place in um, in New York. Yes. In Washington Heights. And I grew up in New York. I've been to Washington Heights. This is, it's, man, it was beautiful. And John M. Chu did a really great job, I thought. Yes. I mean, it was, yeah, right? I, I did have some difficulty with the beginning of the movie. Um, it is also very long. Okay. It is very long. It's very long. Yeah. It should be like 35 minutes shorter. Yes. And the beginning of the movie was rough for me. I, I do have some troubles with a, um, random outbursts of breakdancing. Um, you know, I, <laughs> why I, I just, you know, I, I, Oh yeah. You didn't grow up in New York in the late eighties and early seventies. And, um, <laughs> I guess I'm not accustomed. I do. I mean, call me a snob, but I do want some justification for, a, um, an outburst of dancing, an outburst of break dancing. Like it, to me, it's like, it's like a Sprite commercial when like people just start to randomly yeah, break yeah. dance or like yeah, an old sure. Navy commercial or any commercial where people just are break dancing because there is music, um, yeah. happening. So I did have some difficulty with the beginning of the movie, but after okay. uh, the first hour, I was Oh, we're getting to the heart of the matter. We're getting to yeah. some of like the larger issues. And then, and also it was clear that he wrote this before Hamilton. Yeah. Way before. <laughs> like a lot of the Hamilton songs are like the same, same. exact chord progressions yes. as the, in the Heights songs. So you're like, Oh, <laughs> oh. The, it, this is in the Heights. Yes. We all think it's Hamilton, but that's in the Heights part two. And it's literally the same music. So it's the exact same songs. Same songs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so again, no shade. It went, but it was a beautiful movie. It was exciting to see. But think about how hard it is to shoot movie musicals, like, and for them to translate on screen. Like, it, I thought John Chu, the director, really did a great job. Oh yeah, I like, mean, this is a hard thing to execute. Yes. With all the dancing and all the different camera tricks he had to do, and. And the microphone, like the blending of the live singing to the track, like yes. it was really beautifully done. I mean, one hundred percent agree. It was. Uh, I, I watched it over and over again. Some songs over and again uh, last night. I was moved. That grandma mm. song was unreal. Oh, the beautiful Cuban immigrant yes. experience with the tr the old train, the train, and like uh, all the people dressed in white, and it's just like oh, gorgeous, it was just gorgeous, and like. Yeah. You know, patience and faith. And it's just like the it, it feels so resonant for all immigrants, just like the mm -hmm. Ajima show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So bring your Latinx friends out to December uh, first week ish to the D.C. area. If you're around that area, we'd love to see you. If you need a, somewhere to go early December, right before, right in between the two big holidays, <laughs> because you hate your family, but you'd like to travel yeah. then come out to D.C., baby. <laughs> all right. We're going to start the show. We're going to do something different do today something because we were talking about the 200 show yeah. that we just talked about, which is going to be in D.C. Uh, but because of that, we were thinking we've been doing 189 versions of this. Like, we got to switch it up. That's why not? You know, like, why not? Let's fuck around. So we're going to start with your favorite section of the show from now on. Yeah. And ours, too. It's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Kia! That feels good to do it yeah. at the top. <laughs> 
It's so wild. Uh, a listener sent me this suggestion, and I'd like to um, I'd like to thank all the listeners for yes. sending in suggestions because we love it. We love when you find uh, awesome people, and we get to find out about them. This person is 24 years old. Thank God, because he looks younger, and I feel some sort of way about his face, body, and spirits. <laughs> he is. A little hottie, like compact little hottie. Uh, His name is Yule, Y-U-L, Moldauer, M-O-L-D-A-U-E-R. Okay. At Yule underscore Moldauer on the socials. He's a former OU gymnastics, uh, a gymnast. Yeah. uh, And he did his final rotation this past Saturday in the U.S. Olympic trials in St. Louis. And he made the Olympic team, baby! Yeah! USA, USA, USA. Yule Moldauer. 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 Yule Moldauer. Oh, yeah. He was born in South Korea and he was adopted by white people who brought him back to a farm in Colorado. Okay. Grew up with his three siblings and he first experienced gymnastics at age seven when a local gym offered a free tryout in this like farm town in Colorado. By age nine, two years, he made the junior national team. Okay. Can you believe the excellence? Okay, okay. Asian excellence. Okay. Is this nine-year-old kid, he was like, okay, I don't know what this farm life is about. <laughs> okay. I can't. Fuck this real horse. I need a pommel horse. Okay. <laughs> I need to jump over, flip it, and break dance around this bitch's back because I'm that good. Oh, my and God. he led OU, I believe that's Ohio University, to three straight NCAA championships wow. back to back to back and he himself individually posted top three finishes on Peril Bars he, t- he, did, he did first okay. Pommel Horse Pommel. second okay and the floor exercise that's my favorite part where they're going all around the mat and oh, yeah. doing different like Oh, beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like ice skating, like figure skating, but it's like with dance. Your feet. But I love it's, I love being able to hear the boom 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 of the boom, boom, boom. of how hard they're hitting the mats. Like Oh, the spring. The spring. I mean, yes. I just I love that and also there's always this idea that they'll be able to do this in real life because there doesn't require an apparatus of some kind. Because no. a pommel is a pommel is a pommel. But pommel is um, a pommel. It's just a raised platform. Yes. But yeah. like the floor exercise, there is something very exciting about it. Also, just the thumping. Oh. The thumping. And it's the most creative, I think, because everything else, the rings, every, you know, the uneven bars. Yes. You're kind of getting similar stuff from everyone. Right. It's just very technical, right? Yes. Did you did you swoop one more time? Did you flip backwards instead of forwards? Did you do a little toe flip? You know, there's yes. like all this other stuff. There's skills and then, they need and, to demonstrate. That, right. Yeah. But the floor exercise is where your personality comes out. That's a little jazz. That's a little. It's a little jazz, it's a little baby. Graffiti. It's a little New York, uh-huh. baby. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> show them colors. And he is really fucking good. He is he so is, hot. He is so hot, first of all. And he's like, every time he lands something, he goes, he claps his hand with, and the chalk, poof, and he's like, yeah, he's he looks like a NBA player when he hits a like three pointer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like ooh, we love ooh. the flex. We love the flex. And he can flex. Let me tell you, he's oh got gosh. muscles. He's a muscle. All right, and the hair he's is like, good. Oh, the hair, the eyes, the smile. He's got that like cocky little turn smile. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. Thank God he's twenty four. I can't even. I shouldn't be talking about this child like this. <laughs> this is too much. But he's na- like, I went to his Instagram. He's naked in every Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
because he loves it. His body's fucking insane. Yeah. He loves to show it off. It's beautiful. Go follow him. He's going to the Olympics. You're going to see him. What if he brings back a gold? Oh my God. This, ah! this bitch is representing our country. What a story. Dude. Korean American adoptee, yeah. which a lot of adoptees listen to this uh, 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 this uh, podcast yes. as well. And he also is. There's a lot of uh, people who are watching him now mm-hmm. and looking at like, look, he is Team USA. Yes. He looks Korean as fuck. Yes, and not like uh, you know K-pop Korean, but no. kamajak chak and yes. dark k- Korean like yeah. you and I. Yes, okay, yes. colorism. Yeah, <laughs> and he is killing it. So this is gonna. This is showing kids and people all over the world slash America. Look, look at this person that you are hating on, that you are fucking bullying. Mm-hmm. Look at him, like fucking breakdance on that horse for you. <laughs> He's bringing without any justification. <laughs> But the fact that he's representing the country and he's like as an immigrant, like it's yes, it's just yes, mwah, mwah, you know, uh, like beautiful. We, he can't he can't be president, but he can be the, he can win a gold medal for us, you know. Like who that's, needs presidency? He's gonna be the next fucking guy. He like could be the, on a Wheaties. He could be on a Wheaties box. Yeah, exactly. Remember Michael Phelps became yeah. like the biggest thing because he was breaking all these records. Like he this had a guy weird body. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He was like built like a marlin. Yes, like literal fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, it's incredible. He's very uh, attractive gentleman. And Majra, like, like, you know, us too, like fucking old, over the hill ass old ass bitches. Like, wow, what a handsome gentleman, gentleman that is. I'm trying to keep it in check. <laughs> Yeah, Good. but yeah, like that's correct. Like the fact that he uh, is darker, that face, it's so. Uh, this was, that's farm face. That's, that he's got is farm a farm face. He got farm face. That's what we're talking about. It's one of the first <laughs> things that we talked about that, that binds us, the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Our lack of jumok face, and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my guess career is uh, uh, Korean is Pek uh, Namjoon or Namjoon Pek in uh anglicized he is like this is why i feel ashamed he is apparently one of like the foremost avant-garde artists in the world in history like people consider him to be the greatest artist of the 21st and 20th century like shit like that and no idea who he was i was I'm no wa- idea no idea i've been uh watching this arirang special on youtube about his life it's like three fucking parts oh. like this bitch is huge and wow Personal story aside, like he was born in South Korea. His father was a traitor. Okay, so like his father uh, collaborated with the Japanese, and it's the reason why they what? Yes, and that's why they had <gasps> continued to be very affluent during the occupation. I thought you meant traitor, as in like day trader. Oh, incorrect. There was not a stock exchange. <laughs> <laughs> he a traitor. He committed treason. Treasonous. <gasps> treasonous oh, wow. to the okay. Hanguk people and Uh-oh. yes and he was born as whore and so like uh, he, they remained very affluent and then they escaped from Korea during the war because of obviously he's a fucking collaborator he sold out he sold out so then they went to Tokyo and he grew up there spoke Japanese did the whole thing as a Korean <gasps> as a Korean right okay. and trained because of his um affluence and like position in society was able to study classical piano went and continued to study classical piano against objections of his father then went to germany right went to germany and 
tried to what got into this like art avant-garde movement called flexus flexus and it's like using music and all this stuff it's like avant-garde shit i was like okay i don't understand what is avant-garde it just means like weird yes Like non-mainstream, like especially not even uh, outside of mainstream. It's like totally like not out. like de- It's not like a adhering to structural norms or. Yeah, I think weird is the best way. Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. It's weird. It's crazy. It, it's queer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in Germany and he has this really big um, exhibit, and this is the thing. Like he brings. Um, he got in trouble at one of his first exhibits because he hung this ox head in the in the door frame of the gallery. And he was trying to basically in like the villages in Korea, when there's like a big celebration or a big feast, they hang like an ox head. Like that's a big part mm. of it. And so he was trying to marry East and West in this way. He's trying to welcome Westerners into his show. By hanging this ox head, and then it was taken okay. down, and he it was like he got fined and stuff. Like pretty. Was it like bleeding? Why? Why was it such an issue? Because of like animal stuff, PETA? No, I think just people thought it was gross. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> avant-garde art, isn't it supposed to? No, be? but it was too avant-garde for even them. Oh. And the thing is, in Germany, it, in Germany, in like the fucking seventies. Okay, too much. so he like, oh, wow, in the seventies too. It, yes because that shit got weird in it, the 70s correct. like weird 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 i mean Germans he was crazy. too much for weird too much for weird he was crazy wow. right and also yeah. very acerbic so even when he was there the thing that's very novel uh-huh. about him is that and i only reason why i'm bringing him up is because of our conversation last week not only was he a first but he was an only right and he inside mm. of the space continued to come command a certain level of like he was very unapologetic. Yes, and he was very unapologetic about his easternness. Right, he made fun of the Germans all the time. He called them German fools. Like he Ugh. was unapologetic about pointing Ugh. out the foibles of Western culture, of Eastern culture, and of society at large, modern society. Now, Whoa. one of the reasons why I wanted to um, so there his first art exhibit, the poster is printed, screen printed on top of Korean newspapers that he had shipped in. So it. German words superimposed on top mm-hmm. of a Korean newspaper. And so, like, imagine, like, I I was doing research and I didn't see anything about his own attitudes or feelings about his father's betrayal or how he synthesized that or processed this. But just moving mm-hmm. and looking at his art, it seems like he identified very strongly with his Koreanness, right? The fact that he... Cool. Yeah, yes. And the fact that he shipped in a Korean newspaper, superimposed his German stuff on top, like, it's like he was combining the consciousness of the East and West, right? He was mm. being, not trying to uh, anglicize himself. He was not trying to apologize for any parts of himself. That was what's crazy. But the reason why he's super famous is because he's like the first, he's considered the godfather of video art. Now, he uh. is responsible for the first international satellite transmission in 1984 what yes it was like viewed by over 20 million people like on all the continents it's called good morning mr orwell it was an unprecedented type of like video event that happened because of 1984 orwell's thing and so he had all these artists perform on this like really long and it was his art 
like project. Whoa. Yes. They use bright stars. And it was the first transmission from space? space. First satellite. Holy shit. First international satellite transmission. They use bright star like literally for the first time. Holy shit. Holy for his art, art project? Art project. Now this bitch is the one that also um, <laughs> first used the phrase electronic superhighway. And he, huh? The, the internet? He is the first one to imagine this. He actually, dude, I was reading in his Wikipedia that he had created this like video sharing format where people uh-huh. could share humorous videos to each other. YouTube? YouTube! He fucking thought of YouTube! That's what I mean. He founded YouTube? <laughs> oh my God! He like thought- What the fuck? He thought of the idea. Now, what's crazy is that he also, at the same time, is also talking about the ethics of technology. Now, there's this writer, uh, Carla Hanzal, that spoke about um, Peck's work in this way. Quote, Peck recognized that TV's pervasiveness renders it almost invisible. So he sought to create alternatives to TV's capacity to lull in order to make uh, to entertain and to make passive consumers of his audience. He wanted to engage. He wanted to challenge television's power. So he transferred the video image into a way of redefining the restrictions of sculpture and installation art. So he did a lot of like making mm. televisions into a, like a robot so that it's communicative because uh, he was trying to connect, not disconnect by using yeah. technology, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah. one of his most famous famous pieces of work is in 1974, it's um, called Buddha Watching TV. And it says Buddha Head Watching TV of a Buddha Head. <laughs> Holy shit, that's, that's profound. That's reality television, bitch. Wow, yes. that's who we are now. Yes. Holy shit. And he was a lifelong Buddhist. So that was another part of this, like that he had brought ethics. And he saw, like, it was just kind of crazy. And it was just the role of cool. artist as philosopher. The part that really gets mm-hmm. me is that this is what I mean. He transcended the culture. And then he started to com- comment on technology and the digitized international community, which is what we are, where we are now. Now, that's what we're doing. Yes. And he was wow, doing it in Nam the 70s. Nam Jun Paik is the reason Ajumma's show <laughs> is going through your ear holes right now. It's wild. I highly recommend this, watching this Arirang special about Nam Jun mm. Paik. And it's like, crazy because it trans it his career goes from the inception of video to the beginnings of satellite right and he sees the advent of the internet and this bitch is associated with new york city very specifically he lived there not that long like he (laughs) you know he's from korea spent a lot of his adolescence in japan moved to germany and then went to new york and he died in miami so it's like all these cultures that he took mm. in and synthesized had a Japanese wife. Like it's wild, but it's like, and it's more tragic that he is not recognized more. His work very yeah. specifically about the electronic superhighway is featured very heavily in the Smithsonian museum. And why? Cool. Which is in DC. Is in DC. And now Peter, why so didn't you we should know go about there? It? Why didn't we know about it? Why do we know about Coons and Koenig, but we don't know about this man who literally was thinking about the very beginnings and mm-hmm. germs of what we of internet and the ethics yeah. of it. He was asking these questions in the seventies. You know? So that's why I kick ass Korean. 
That's my yeah. Favorite. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. All right, yeah. guys. That that was Kick Ass Koreans. Look them up. Nam Jun Pick. Um, there's a great sfmoma.org link that you can link to. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes. Also, check out at Yule, Y-U-L underscore M-O-L-D-A-U-E-R, the hottie little gymnast that's going to, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say, I didn't mean little, but he's compact. Yes. Um, that's going to the Olympics for USA as a Korean American adoptee yeah! immigrant. Yeah. All right. Go check them out. We'll be right back after a quick break. All right, we're back. So this is the new format. Yeah. We're going to be doing, yeah, we're going to catch up here after Kick-Ass Koreans. And I like that because people, I think, love the Kick-Ass Korean part the most. You think? No, that's not true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. But people always like refer them to us. They yes. say, thank you for highlighting this person. I would have never known about you know, Andy Kim or whoever, you know, like, yes. by the way, talking about Smithsonian, Andy Kim's blue suit yes. is going to be in the Smithsonian now. <gasps> and that's the blue suit that he was photographed um, Picking up in the while rotunda. he was cleaning up after the insurrection. Rotunda. Okay? Rotunda suit. The rotunda. Yeah. Yes. It's going to now be a national archive. That suit. God Isn't damn. that so fucking cool? Like the fact that the fact that he's just doing classic Ajashi shit. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's doing classic Ajashi shit. He was probably shit. picking up that stuff not to clean up garbage, but to bring home yeah. and to like tinker with. Like he's, he's picking like, oh, up everything with a pair something. of chopsticks, like because he don't want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's very very cool. Um, and anyway, that uh, the Smithsonian, what you were talking about right before the break, yes. just uh, just reminded me of that. That's so cool. I don't know that. So cool, but I will. I'm, I'm in a weird place right now. Yeah, we were talking about it a little bit before. Tell me what what's going on. I think because my the project that I've been working on, Kim Spa. You guys uh-huh. know what you know. We talk about it here a lot. It's coming to the writing part is coming to an end. Okay. I've submitted both episodes now. We went back and forth with notes. The versions are done. You're done. I'm done. No notes. Ish. No, there's probably going to be notes, but like (laughs) it's coming to an end, you know? And I'm like starting to think about like, man, I think what my body and my mind is doing is getting ready for the bad news, which is, sorry, we're going to pass. Catastrophic thinking. All of a sudden, my brain's going to go back to 2018 when I started writing this thing even back to my dad yeah you know passing away in 2014 in the fucking hot tub which launched this idea in the first place I'm I think my body is man my mind is getting ready for that shock of like what what did I just do what 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 was that for is it you know and yeah so you feel like the end of this chapter or you're concerned that the project is coming to an end? I'm, I, I'm worried that the project is coming to an end. So that's the catastrophic thinking. Yeah. And so you're, it's not, it's, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not 
telling people to think this way. Yeah. But it's something that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I think what I do is I always think about the worst case scenario. Sure. So that I know at least it's this idea of like when it happens, I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the yeah. mirror and be like, told you so. And it's just that moment of the told you so that I'm, that I'm preparing for. Because I guess uh, in my mind, being completely backstabbed by the universe, you know, you know that saying? You know, like being hit, struck in the back of the head by surprise. Yeah. Which has happened, as we all know, yes. in that pool hall <laughs> when I was when I was smoking cigarettes and giving dirty looks to gangster youngs. But you're physically grieving something. Yes, I, I feel myself already yeah. grieving. But it's like that's that is what I'm saying. It's like your catastrophic thinking is it, it's totally mental, but you're also physically grieving something, not just mentally preparing for it. I don't know if I know how to do one without the other. Huh. Or my body doesn't know. And what's crazy is that like you're anticipating and also um, seeking vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately. Like it's you, you interpreted as a betrayal. <laughs> macho, macho. <laughs> like it's not just like, oh, it didn't pan out. It's like these people it's like, oh, betrayed you're me. You're giving me yeah. a new chapter. <laughs> You're like, that's what's crazy is that it's a confluence of you grieving, but also preparing for the next chapter with a, a vendetta. Like, yeah, you're prepared to go out there with a vendetta and to re- uh, to seek vengeance before anything is upon those who have yeah, wronged, wronged me. you. But nothing has happened. <laughs> no, I know nothing has happened. It's like when I go in the shower and I think about fights. Yeah, yeah. That I'm going to have. I do that. And okay. I start like. Yeah. Oh, if you had a camera in there, like a Ooh. waterproof GoPro, the faces I'm making, girl, when I'm like picking fights with people in Trader Joe's that oh piss me God. off. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that one guy in the car yes. with the Camry, he gave me the dirty look. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I can tell you, I've never been smarter. I've never been more witty. And then I've never more been poignant. Yes, yes. more poignant and also very funny and also stronger. Than I have ever been in. And sexy. And sexy. Uh, they're like, oh, their balls are just filling with cum for me. <laughs> and also rec- putting, pulling it back into their bodies because they're scared. Like, I want to be yeah, everything yeah. to this Inverting. In- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yes. You want, I, you I mean, want your experience of with them and then they're just excavating everything from every hole because <laughs> they have now seen the meaning of life. Okay, That's so- how I feel about this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to like feel sads, like the sads about it. And I, 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 I don't know. I think maybe. How do you prepare yourself think, for the, think, how do you prepare yeah. yourself for the idea that it might succeed? I don't. I absolutely never prepare myself for success. Ever. How do you do it? I, I don't do it either. So I'm asking you. <laughs> I dream, I dream like, oh, I want to live in this type of thing. Yeah. I want this type of agency yeah. as in ownership of my own life and narrative. Yes. You know, like I think about like, oh, um, I want to, if, if this becomes successful, I would love to like parlay it into a, a book deal, three books. Yes. You know, like something like that. I think of it in achievements 
and I, I, and which is like, but that's not emotional preparedness. No, I mean, I don't I, have like a way to emotionally prepare myself <laughs> for good things to happen no. because then, I, then I'm being the fool. I'm just setting myself up. Who would think? I mean, I don't know. I, I will say I do that with only, I only do that with acting gigs. Like there's sometimes I submit self tapes and I'm like, bitch, you better be ready. I'm about to bitch, be on that ABC. Better be in it. <laughs> And I started spending that money. I can't tell you how many times I've like oh. worked out what it is like co-star money multiplied by uh, like tw- thir- 20 weeks that I see as a shoot schedule. And then I'm like already. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we're getting a full 90s season of TV here. <laughs> 22 to 24 episodes of Wonder Years. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how I calculate all of it. So I've done that before. Uh, I've already spent that money. And so I prepare for that. And I imagine my yeah. life being that way. I, obviously, I've never booked. So I um, will say, <laughs> I don't know if that's good. But my husband always says that I am addicted to disappointment. Because there's a part of it that is also self-harm. Because I almost do it like mm. so that I am disappointed. So I feel bad about myself. Mm. Worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I am addicted to a little bit of that. Like, oh, of course you would be foolish enough to of have... Of course it wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, of so course then, So then when it backward, reverse on you, it, when it does happen, what's your reaction? Like, I'll be disappointed. Oh, you made a mistake? I didn't get, yeah, of course. <laughs> and also I'll be disappointed because it won't be 20 weeks. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get scale, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, an extra eight thousand dollars. So um, you know that's that's like, a lot. That's a lot, but it's not like I was planning on two hundred. It's not game changer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, no matter, even if the news is good. I'm going to yeah. feel disappointed. That's that's. What I, I think mean. that's great. I think that's great. You have to dream at 250,000 level for <laughs> any job because a job is a job and you have to work. Yeah. It better be fucking money if I'm working. And that's yeah. why I applaud those people who don't go back to their McDonald's jobs. Yeah. Don't go. Force the game to change. What are they going to do? They're, they're not advanced enough to have fucking AI flip burgers yet. Yeah. I mean, most people, most people are workers. And that's the power of union. Most <laughs> yes. people are workers. Are workers. That, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the power I mean, lies. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. That's like the, that's how power structure has been ingrained yes. in society, at least Western civil society for ages. But uh, is there a different way to do it? How do we have the least amount of work and most amount of play? I mean, we dismantle modern society and go back to our huts. <laughs> but even within the hut scale down, like we, we how, engage in a barter how system. are people not going to work? We engage in a barter mm. system. You have to mm. toil all day in this. I mean, come on. We got we to gotta work. <laughs> Here's my thing. Give Here's me a my government thing. daddy any day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do think the government should take care of us because we do pay taxes. Yes. And it goes to nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but... I also am in favor of the idea. <sighs> Go with me for a second, please, because okay. I know this is what everybody has been warning against, but I think we should not enslave. Okay, um, but, I just want to say right now, I do podcast this <laughs> now. <laughs> not enslave. I'll explain what I'm saying. Not enslave, but have workers be robots. Now, I understand that is just the jumping off point of every Asimov, whatever, you know, and... You want to enslave robots? 
I said not enslave. Okay. You've you see how you turn my words against me? Peter, you've just said the word. You see enslave. how you turn bad? I you, said literally not enslave. You literally said the word enslave like seven times. I said not enslave. But the word. <laughs> you're, you're discounting the not. That's the pivotal word. That's the. Uh, we need that word. It's not. All I'm saying is. Our society, as we know it, modern society, has always worked on cheap or free labor source, right? Mm-hmm. Either globally to other countries or yeah. in in our country, in USA's, you know, history, actual slaves. Yeah. But, you know, you can't have a classed out society. And I'm not saying we should have it, but clearly we've been living this way for a long time. Sure. Maybe there's a way to slightly pivot the way we know power structure and let all of humanity kind of unite around the fact that we don't have to work because we have machines that work. And I need the machines to not know that they are working. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, let's just be there for a little bit. I understand that one machine one day is going to go off the grid and become the Neo of the machines yeah. and take over and become Terminator. Yes. I get it. It's Skynet. Yes. But if that's event, that's an eventuality anyway. So let us get there of human peace just a little faster before the robot apocalypse. I'm just saying it's inevitable. So let's just get to the human peace part first. Peter, also in every single- Is that one- crazy? Yes, because in every single- <laughs> Because in every single one of these fucking movies that you're even describing, the human race is still stratified. Like, there's always an underclass, even though there there are robots. And there's always... I know, it's because it got ruined. Yeah. But... Because pe- I, But people. then what else is there? Like, what because can we do? I would say that unless we want to center God and a, some sort of spiritual thing at the center, like an orb that we all bow to and we work and move towards uh, uh, glorifying <coughs> that orb, you know, master orb. orb uh-huh. People need purpose. People need purpose and not everyone is creative, you know? And so like, if you are, th- that's- So we- people need to work, you mean? Yes. <laughs> people need purpose. Okay. Okay, then you have option to work if you want to work. I'm just thinking about it as me. I don't like to work. I don't know if that's revolutionary. I'm sure Peter, you love no to one work. likes... You love to work. No, no. Well, I, I think we have had this conversation yeah. before. I don't like... I, don't, I like work if it's my work, if it's work for me. Yes. I don't like to be at work. That's true. I don't like to be at job. Yeah. I don't like to be at someone saying clock in, clock out, do these things. Sure. For equaling money mm-hmm. so I can pay rent. I don't like that. Yes, it's it's I agree. You do not I think, like that. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing we talk about in comedy. I love comedy. Yes. I love doing comedy. I don't like working to do the comedy. I know yeah. it's so like it's a dumb point because like how else are you gonna fucking get there? But that's what I'm working on. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to circumvent work is all I'm saying. That's my MO in life. That's all I want. Okay. You don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to work. Like and you this want right now, you and I doing thing. this episode is not work for me. This it might look like work to other people, but yeah. this for me is fun. Yeah, it's not fun for me too. I mean I mean yeah. but we both do do work. 
Like we do research. And we, we do other, yeah, other sure. stuff for it. Yeah. I mean, but that's stuff I want would have done anyway. That's true. I mean, I, and yeah. we don't get paid for this, so this is definitely not work. We do get paid for this. Do we? Oh, I mean, yeah. yes, by the by our sponsor. <laughs> but uh, there's no way we can make rent. Like that's not, you know, it is it is what it is. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the Patreon. I no, I I don't mean to like discount you guys. I don't mean to discount you guys. <laughs> Wait, Peter, where is LB? Eric is in um Colorado. No, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Forever? No, he does Did I tell you he got a new job? So it Eric started. A, it started. His new job started. Okay. He's he's gone. He's he's um working a contract with the forestry department, <laughs> with the United States Department of Agriculture, okay. USDA. Okay. Uh, the same people who stamp our beef. Love. He's out there um doing uh forestry stuff. So like I think right now he's doing logging prepare preparation preparation. It's like, you know how before, this is all new to me. I don't know anything about forests or trees, but I guess lumber comes from somewhere Mm -hmm. and they, (laughs) they cut down trees for lumber. And LB is there to make sure they prepare uh, the tree for death. Uh, yeah, he does a little ritual, (laughs) (laughs) spread some salt around. No, he's, he's basically going there to make sure the loggers aren't taking more trees than they're supposed to it's an ecological kind of like balance of like you can't take trees from this side because it's older growth only use this side because we want i don't know it's like a lot of forestry maintenance if you will how long has he gone he's he's gone um for 15 days on including travel six days off so he's gone back back on back yeah it's like a six month gig Wow. Which, let me tell you, I am loving. <laughs> After spending a pandemic with my partner in a one-bedroom apartment, yeah, I am loving being alone. Yeah, I cannot tell you how nice it is to only do something when I want to. I'm so jealous. <laughs> like watching you just like you can just let dishes sit somewhere. You can eat food yeah. out of the thing. You're not. Yeah. And I could put it right back the way I want. Yeah. Like I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to tell you where I'm going. I don't have to let you know when food is ready. You don't have to talk I don't, to anybody. I don't have to fucking talk to anyone. I don't have to listen to anyone. Unji. Uh. I need this for you. I want this for you. <laughs> I don't want to listen anymore. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Yeah. Oh my God. That just, oh, that's, I'm so, I am so, I'm So jealous. that's what I'm dealing with this week. This yeah. That's what it's making me rage this week. You know, my K rage is on, on another level. Wait, but what's happening with after, your building? He just left. He left this morning. Oh, so oh my like God. Okay. So getting, you're free. You're just free. It's coming down. I'm, I'm on the come down. Yeah. So what's happening with your building then? Uh, someone, I think, wait, no, there's been three offers made on the building cash. Oh my God. Uh, and the landlord has not accepted any of them. Okay. Okay. So we know the buildings for on for sale because I saw someone uh, showing uh, a white lady in Lululemons around. <gasps> Lululemons. She's and she. <laughs> <Gasp>. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, she looked around and she was like, oh, asking questions about the building, blah, blah. I didn't really hear what they were saying, but from my window, I peeped. Yeah. That someone was being shown. So I approached my landlord and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Are you kicking us out? I was like, no, no, it's just, I'm so tired. And he's like an 85-year-old yes. gay man. And he's just like, he wants to retire. Yeah. And I get it. And he's here every Tuesday and Thursday, like fucking futzing with the koi, koi pound or like, yeah. you know, like doing something with the trees or something. You know, it's you just like keeping, yeah. talking about purpose, yes. you know, like it's giving him purpose. Yeah. So he's out here doing the thing, but he's getting tired. So I think he's trying to sell the building. Now, I don't know anyone who would buy this building just to have it as a rental because it is, it's rent controlled. Really? So, yeah. So if someone comes here and buys a building, they can't jack the rent up to normal prices because some of some people here in this building have been here for 25 years. Oh my god. Locked into the original rent. Yeah. Yeah, hun. Wow. I mean, I think it's like 2% each year or something like that yeah. you raise. But anyway, so it's not really a great investment for anyone to take over as a landlord. I could only see the building being bought by, I don't know, a developer that's going to just crush it and just for the land. Right. Knock everything down and then build up a, you know, an apartment building, like a high rise or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. He hasn't accepted any other offers because he didn't like it or he didn't like the people or too low. I'm not sure. He wouldn't go into he wouldn't go into details. But I have been doing some research and it sounds like if you are in a rent controlled apartment in California, they have to pay a fee to get you out of there. It's like 20 grand or something. Whoa. Yeah, so we might make some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kick us out. Kick us out. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's crazy. <sighs> There's a lot happening. And he's gone, and Eric's gone now. So, like, if we move, then I have to move everything unless we move exactly when he's back or, like, it's stressful. It's, it's, a, it, it's a weird time. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Because you were looking for a place during pandemic about trying to move. Yeah, because I was getting fucking, I was going crazy. Yeah. The one bedroom is rough. Rough, girl. Yeah. Rough. rough. I mean, and you guys How have it upstairs, but still, it's. It's not enough. Yeah. It's everything's open. It's like that big open ceiling thing. So it's like, it's cute and dramatic, but like for one person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a gorgeous stairwell to descend upon. I'm having the time of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, How's your house? Your full ass house. My full ass house is fully full of, you know, responsibilities. We are actually thinking about moving. Where? L.A.? The Burbs. <laughs> <laughs> the Burbs of Chicago? Yes. Just okay. because about school and all this stuff. But aside from that, just space. But also it's like the reality of the housing market as it currently stands. It's like, you know, why the same reason why your landlord is wanting to move. It's like really high prices right now. Kind of ideal yeah. if you wanted to sell. Yeah. And, if yeah. You ha and so like it's one of those situations where... I also just, we drove around a couple of suburbs and we just both got so depressed because we do not want to move. Like it's, I don't want to move. Everything about the, the suburbs suck. The suburbs suck. And yeah. it's like, it sucks. And also, I would just, it's, uh, 
there has, there's just I guess calculus. it doesn't have to suck if there's enough like cool people living in suburbs. But there like are artists and food. Uh, there are. Know. There's no food. <laughs> there's no interesting people. Like the I literally. In, the food is. Oh, that's tragic. I mean, there's good. Korean you have to food. eat at like a PJ's. But there's a good Korean or like a macaroni food. grill. Oh, okay, yeah. There's good Korean food in the suburbs. That's, that's right? good. Yeah. But there's no other kind of interesting. There's no fusion. There's no new American food. Everything's old American. Everything is bad American. You know, it's a macaroni yeah. grill situation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And like, outside of that, there's a calculus that I think a lot of parents of um, our generation are doing, which is your happiness. Child's happiness. Whereas with our sure. parents, there was no calculus like that. It's always about the child's happiness. Or happiness we... wasn't a variable. Yeah. <laughs> Not for themselves, you know, but it was about like what's no. best for you guys, for the children, what we can afford, sure. the best that we can do. And for yeah. us, it's like kind of like, well, will this us make us very unhappy to look out and not see any other people but like other parents and other yeah. old people and like elderly immigrants walking to and fro you know and i i I have to make that determination regarding like my own happiness like how unhappy will i be do you know comics that live in the burbs and come in to do sets yes okay so there's that but they're miserable (laughs) (laughs) they're miserable do they have kids that are happy (laughs) yeah that's what i mean they have they have they get a basement and so at least there's a blueprint. You won't be the first one to be a miserable parent comic fucking doing it. At least there's like a bunch of you doing it. That doesn't make me feel better. That's not like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, oh, that sounds great. Like, no, I there's like a calculus <laughs> regarding that. And it's like, if I think if I didn't do comedy or I had like a regular job. I mean, basically, if I was a totally different person. Yeah. But I'm not. This is who I am. And I'm also going through therapy to learn to accept that and, and, and practice radical self-love. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bitch, put a hold on the fucking burbs, all right? I think Let me live my life. That is sort of where we're going with it, I think. I mean, like, I, I aside from that, like, I am... You know, are, how are, how of, how's your post-vax life and social engagements been? Um, minimal. I don't really, I, I, I'm okay not seeing people. I did think of the other day, I was like, oh, should I call someone? And I was going through my text yeah. list. Like, okay, who did I text recently? Yeah. Some people are out of town, so I couldn't call them or whatever. And then I was just going through and then it got to the end and I was like, I don't need to talk to anyone. <laughs> 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 but strangely enough, the one person that I was going to text. Yeah. His, his name is Jay Lee. Uh-huh. He's a, um, my friend out here, actor. I was like, should I call Jay Lee? I'm like, eh, I'm going to go watch a movie. Maybe I'll call him later. And <laughs> while I was in the movie, he called me. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. So maybe I was like, like when a, when a dog feels tremors yeah. of an earthquake yeah. or something. <laughs> maybe it was that. <laughs> but I was good. I was like, oh, I miss Jay. I want to I see what's going on. And he, yeah, he he called me. So that was that was cool. But yeah, I don't really socially engage anymore. Only with my friends. Right. I don't do I don't do hangs anymore. I got invited to a few like oh a bunch of us are going to go play volleyball. I almost went to that, but I had to write. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been in pandemic mode and writing mode, so I'm really in like hermit mode. It's probably not good for my psyche. I mean, I would say that 
I, I think I need to be more in more that mode. I feel like I'm saying yes to me. You're going out too much? I maybe I'm going out too much. Like I'm saying What's yes. the last thing what's the last engagement you went to that and you, while you were there you told yourself, bitch, I told you to stay home. I, I love being out. So I don't I never said that to myself. Oh. <laughs> so then what are you saying? It just might be that I need to do other things. Like I need to write, I need to focus. And it's like I think I'm being like Oh, instead of hanging out. Yeah. And like, you know, going on social <laughs> engagements, I need to start saying no. And it's that, it's that, it is a what little social exhausting. engagements. Like, tell me, like, tell me of the outside world. What are you engaging in? I mean, just not just what happens? shows. And then like after that, oh, like, shows. Yeah, yeah, dinners yeah. with people. And it's just like, I think I need to say no. And also I am getting a little exhausted like i'm like getting overwhelmed by like my social calendar and stuff with like wow yeah so i just need to say no. social calendar that's so crazy i don't i have one calendar and there's nothing social on it <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it's a it's i'm getting overwhelmed a little bit i think because mm. like i'm saying yes to everything because i do want to hang out and see people again but like i also need some <clears throat> time like I think mm. like in post in I think a lot of people in pandemic kind of realize what their threshold is for social engagement. And like I'm trying to still like honor that. I'm like I have to figure out what that is. I think I'm trying to go back to pre pandemic mode. And I don't know, think that and is And that's correct. just not it. That is not it. Yeah. I don't think I it's think whatever me. it was, you minus like 40 percent. Yes. I might, I might I think even that's go by where 50. mine is. Yeah. 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 That's where mine is. And I, I, I was out a lot. Yes pre pre pandemic i was hitting it a lot especially shows and like comedy engagements and stuff Ugh, i want to throw up but that's what i mean I throw up yeah but that kind of stuff where you're just like oh yeah people are gonna be there let's go for a drink you know that kind of thing yes. like that's the stuff that has carved off like i i don't even my friends like i'm like i guess if they haven't called me they're doing whatever they're doing and I, I don't, and I don't feel bad about it. I don't go like, oh, I don't take it as like, uh, you hate me, you don't like me. Right, it's just like right, right, you're right. doing your thing, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, and we, we could be friends later. But I, I have this thing where I'm like, maybe I'm not getting invited enough to things, because you're like, oh, I gotta start start saying no. I'm like, no one ever invites me to anything. <laughs> Shut up. Peter. I'm I'm serious. I asked. Okay, I so I asked my uh, our friend Benda. Yeah. The other day, we we're hanging out in Palm Springs, and I was like, "She was like, oh, thank you so much, blah blah. blah. This is so, this is so great of you to invite us." Uh, Eric and I invited, uh, uh, did our six-year anniversary out in Palm Springs. Oh, so great! I saw the house, so gorgeous. It was cute. And we, um, we, uh, we, we're doing this thing where like we do the first couple of days, and then we invite friends up for the latter half, and we all hang out together. Yes, and, like it's a yes. thing. And we got a big house, you know, just for that excuse you know you love to host and i love to host yeah. and i'm like you know let's all enjoy it's it's fucking july 4th we don't we hate being in la in july 4th because it's so loud yeah with the fireworks and okay. in palm springs there's a noise ordinance where you can't even play music outside oh wow <clears throat> it's illegal yeah so it's quiet so we loved it and it yeah. was so hot and we hung out and, and uh, she, she goes and ben turns to me and she goes oh yeah like I, people this is so cool like people people think you're cool and i was like you mean cold <laughs> she was like cool to the touch no 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 cool like you're just like you're just yourself and you don't need anyone else yeah and and that really like that really s s 
stuck with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I am that way. But maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I should need other people. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back with our third section of this new show. Yes. We have to introduce it now, but you'll know what it is moving <laughs> forward. It's called AMA or Murago. <laughs> we'll figure out a cooler way to intro that sometime. But this is the part of the show where you write into us, ajimashow at gmail.com. We've gotten so many great questions. Anything you want to know, it could be small, it could be large, it could, it could be advice. Last week we did advice, right? Last week, two yes. weeks ago? Yes. We did advice. And we got a couple more questions to answer today. So keep sending them in. Ajitmashow at gmail.com or at Ajitmashow on the socials. All right. What do we got today? Today we had a question about what our most embarrassing teenage memory is. <laughs> most embarrassing teenage memory there's so many i know there's so many are flooding to my brain do you have one i was thinking about this and most embarrassing i there's many there's so many so many there's i'm so like having many. trouble finding like the a, most the best one yeah i don't i mean like i've i don't even i guess this was teenage but i was i was fully 20 years old when i got caught shoplifting at the dominic's and then like <laughs> and like I just I was way older. Yeah, that is way older. And the guy was just like he like shamed me in the office. He was like, You're too old to do this. <laughs> like, uh, this, like What were you stealing? What were you stealing? Barrettes, nothing. I even was buying something else. I bought something else and it was just for the little strill, you know, the thrill. Well, yeah, the shitty the yeah. strill of like uh, stealing something. But also I the I most embarrassing I think I I had like I had my period all over my eighth grade. No, this was, yes, it had to be eighth grade. I was like one of the first times I had my period and I didn't get it again, but I got my period. I, it just, it went, it, it came and then it went away. And it was just like, psych. But like, that's what puberty did to me, truly. Like, it gave that's me a full awful. mustache at nine. And then I had my one period at 13, which is what I'm gonna talk about. And then it didn't come again until I was like almost 17. Kind of oh crazy. my god! Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, I don't think I'm. Puberty okay. was gaslighting the yes! shit out of you. It was like, oh, do you think? But that gave me, gave me all the hair, none of the breasts, and yeah. or like any of the other stuff. None of the wisdom. None of the. I was never boy crazy, but you know that wisdom. None of the wisdom of puberty. <laughs> it's just yeah, it gave me so much body hair and a mustache at nine. Like you can see it even in the black and white photo. That's tragic. It is. That's too much. It is too much and like crazy hair. <laughs> but like I had a, my a crazy period in my chair and when I stood up, it was like just blood was everywhere. Oh no. And I just sat there while everyone else left the class. Oh my God. And I was God. just like, told, had to teach, tell my teacher who was just like, Anji, it's you, why don't you leave? And I stood up and he, I'll never forget, he looked at me, he looked down at the seat and went, oh dear. 
<gasps> oh my god! And then I, I like had to like I borrowed some a boy's windbreaker to tie around my waist, and I just bled all over that too. Oh my! It god. was crazy. And then I had to like wash it in the sink. And then when I gave it back to him, I was like, "Sorry, I I spilled a cup of water on your windbreaker." And uh-huh. then and then this is how I know he fucking knew. He smelled it. <gasps> and he went gross and then ah! saw my face and went just joking thanks and like <gasps> literally took a dripping wet windbreaker oh my put god put it into his cat and i was just like you know and i'm wearing like gym it's like it's crazy that i ever rec- i mean i didn't obviously <laughs> because i because <laughs> i'm like doing this so maybe but that's one of my more <gasps> oh my god that's the origin story of unji kim <laughs> no there's the so many persona this truly i i'm thinking about it now there's how so old were many. you you were 13 13 oh no Lord, it has been 12 so no 12 because i was not 13 and yeah i was not 12 when i i was 13 when i went into high school oh my god yeah Whew, that's tragic. Um, this is a good question. Embarrassing memory. Um, when I, okay, so when I was freshman year, when I was in freshman, when I when I was a freshman at Bronx Science, this fucking nerdy ass high school in New York City. Elite, not but, nerdy. Elite. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a number <laughs> no, no, two I school. I never thought. Of, I guess I didn't think I never think of it as elite. I think of it as like, okay, you really tried hard to go to this school, huh? Because like, I don't think of myself as elite. I think of myself as I worked hard to get into the school. Yeah, that's where you were one of the hardest working one. That's elite. Uh, yeah okay <laughs> Peter I've told you this I was I, Peter I've told you this I the f- only time I've ever thought you were smart was when you told me this <laughs> yeah you you were gobsmacked <laughs> when you found this found out that I went to this high school yes <laughs> I I don't know I guess w- when I talk about it I don't think of it as a, a, a big thing because it, it was number two yeah after yeah. all yes it wasn't so it, it wasn't number one so none of it was anything but <laughs> That's funny that you're like, you're like truly gagging at, at the fact that I went to science. Oh, that's so funny. I know it's hard. But anyway, it's really hard. It's hard to yeah. get into, yes. but I, I got in. I cheated, <laughs> and I. Uh, <laughs> but the the I guess like the kids that got in, the seniors, the Korean guys, they were all very like Hyung Dong Seng Hyung Dong Seng Sambehubet kind of that that hierarchy thing. Yes, they yes. forced it upon us. Yes. And um, every Friday was Freshman Friday in, okay. at Bronx Science. So when it snowed, what the seniors would do is take all the freshmen up this hill called Harris Field. Okay. And Harris Field is this huge, big sports field that um, kids would like drink at and do whippets and shit like that. Whoa. It's just like a drug field even right at, across the street from our school. Even at Bronx Science? Especially at Bronx Science. Every kid was like doing coke. And it was like, not every kid. Like we were goody goodies because we were like the Christian Koreans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it is number two. this type of like, it is number two. (laughs) And they, the youngs at the school were really, 
they really wanted to feel powerful, you know, and they instilled this like freshman dynamic. And I heard of it going into it. Like it was very famous, this hazing. Okay. So they would take us up the hill uh, once it snowed and then it would be covered in snow and they would take the freshmen and go one, two, three and throw them down this hill and they would <gasps> roll down this hill and they would all laugh. And That's so abusive. Jeer. Yes. Oh, 1000% abusive. To so, jeer? To cheer. cheer. Honey, it was traumatizing. Yeah. So we go up there and all my friends are getting rolled. And, you know, some of the like, quote, tougher guys in my crew, yeah. they're like laughing it off and being like, yeah, that was fun or whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm like terrified. Yes. Some kids are being rolled down and hit um, their, you know, uh, their head on a rock. Rocks, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's like gashes happening. So yeah. it's, a, it's really like fucked up. Yes. And, um, by the way, this was one Friday out of every Friday of freshman year. Oh, my God. So, and then they're like, all right, get down, Butterball, because that was my nickname, because <laughs> I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, pretty good nickname, I think. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? It's the, it's that third thought, you know? It's like A to B to C, <laughs> Butterball. I, I, You know, you got to respect it. So, they're I mean, like, again, get down, it is wrong science. Yeah. It's wrong science. You know what I mean? The SAT verbal is on, you know, it's on point. Yeah. So, I get down and they like, one senior takes my arms and one senior takes my legs and they pick me up. But I'm so heavy that they like, they're like, oh, they lose me. And I was like, oh, great. I'm too heavy to be rolled. I'm going to get out of this. That's going through my head, right? I'm like, be even heavier. So, I'm like being a dead weight, dead weight. you know? You know, just like collapsing. And they're going, fuck it. He's too heavy. And I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. And they go, roll yourself down. The hill. <laughs> and I go, what? And they're like, we're not doing it. You got to roll. You got to do it yourself. And I was like, oh. And then I ended up rolling myself down the hill, not sideways, how every other normal Korean kid was doing it. Yes. I decided to go head first <gasps> somersaulting Peter. down the hill. Butterball, like no. Rufio, like Butterball, yeah, <laughs> truly in Butterball's fashion, <laughs> and I got down the hill, and everyone was dying. Yeah, people were dying laughing because they thought it was the funniest thing that had ever happened, and I think that was the moment where I was like, "Oh shit, I could, I could really like garner some favor here <laughs> by making them laugh." <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what started my like drunk clown um, persona all yeah. through high school yeah. was this guy who got drunk and did anything to be funny, especially slapstick. Yeah, yeah, you of know? course, yeah. Because that's my forte. My body's made for it. Same, same. And he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're oddly shaped yes. and we're energetic, so it works. And, and willing to do anything for a lab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Including really hurt myself on uh, on Butterball. Field. No, head so, first. So yeah, that was uh, head first down like a fucking roly poly. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Oh wow, we're really airing some stuff out today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the second question is um, was about Sankapur, and this question uh -huh. asked if uh, she, the questioner, questionee, questioner was saying mm -hmm. that they were mm -hmm. uh, going to reverse their Sankapur. Oh, I've heard people are doing this. 
Yeah, I had not heard of it. I started researching it. I was like, oh, shit, we are reclaiming this monolid. Yeah, and asked if yeah. I had gotten sunken surgery. A lot of people always ask about the sunken surgery if I have gotten it because I had such a, I have such a deep sunken and, yeah. and it looks like it been it like it looks like what people it looks they, fake yes yeah yeah because yeah. it's so deep because it looks <laughs> like a surgery sankapur but it is yeah. not my both my parents have very deep sankapur ah, uh, okay yeah everyone in my family does it's like a genetic you know it's clearly a genetic thing um and uh and all of them have like the same sort of like fake looking sankapur Except for oh, wow. yes. So are you you're gonna get like shade now for yeah. starting like with these woke Koreans? <laughs> like, um, when are you gonna reverse it, huh? Yeah. Do you think you'll do you think you'll have to get surgery to get monolithic <laughs> to fit in? That's the new beauty standard. Woke culture has gone too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never had Singapore, yeah. but I've thought of it. Really? I thought about the surgery. You did. I have. And I used to put, remember back in the day, the there tape. used to be like tape. Yes. So you can make it. I used to do that. Yeah. And I would look so weird because my mom has Singapore. Yes. Naturally. And my Samchun does too. Okay. And all my emos, like everyone on my mom's side does. Yeah. Everyone on my dad's side doesn't. Okay. So I, I was like very insecure about that. But nowadays I like looking very like slanty eyed. Yeah. <laughs> There's something cool about it. Like like this guy we talked about, Yule. Yes, he is that. He is not not a fold in sight. No. Yeah, and I love it. He's hot. I mean, all the most, great. all the hottest Korean girls at my school did not, like the ones that even the white guys like, they were all like tall and did not have Sankapur. Like, you know, they have like sort of uh, what you have that like deep monolid where it's like kind of yeah. very slanted like that very yeah, yeah. very slanted. because <laughs> yes. like that was the thing it's like, like straight across straight across but it would they were still have big eyes you know what i mean like yeah i have tiny eyes yeah. <laughs> look at my eyes <laughs> look at my that. eyes compared to my entire face <laughs> Peter, stop that's like <laughs> i don't like how it. did they do that how did god do that <laughs> Because, that doesn't seem right. But see, I my eyes aren't big; they're just very round. And so, like, I used to be so insecure about it because when I hung out with Asian gangsters, all the girls had like you know, but they all did the big sangapur surgery. Yeah, no, they didn't get stuck because when I I don't think when we went, it was even that popular. Like it was oh, really big okay. in it was really big in Korea. So like yeah. any really like fobs. in Korea, I feel like everyone has it. Yes, right. Yes. Like there's not. It's pretty rare that like women aren't doing it especially at a young age yeah but i think that it's reversing like i think now there are people are just choosing to have their face just be their face now especially among the youngs thank god you guys we did it <laughs> i mean but there was a period in time like like if you wanted a job you had to yeah. get sankapur surgery and no surgery what mm -hmm. like what kind Badala, of job like any job like because, at a corporate yes whoa that's fucked because Every That's resume so has up. a picture. Right. And so and you want to like stand out in yeah. the picture? Or not oh stand out. Because everyone has it. So in order to not stand out and look like your family has money. Yeah, you need to have, have oh sunken surgery and no surgery. Oh. So Yuck. like so but I feel like I always thought changing. that no surgery for Koreans mm -hmm. specifically looked so weird. And if you have no surgery and it looks great, great, good for you. If it looks weird, let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I thought about no. I have no um, bridge. what's it called? Me too. I have no bridge. I have zero. It's yeah. it, it, and I have trouble breathing yes. at night. So like I've thought about kind of reconstructive surgery yes. a lot, but because my brow and my cheekbone is 
and my eyes are all like you know it's it's chingban like yeah. flat face you know and it's meant Pajang to be that face. way yeah it's meant to be that way so like a bri- adding a bridge looks like so obviously that you added a bridge yes and i don't know i i don't know if i would look good with that mm. i think i would look crazy so uh, that's why I, i'm not doing it because and also now at this point, and, and it's, I get it for women, there's a whole different pressure yeah. that men do not have to ever engage with. So whatever you do with your body is your choice and I support you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, that nose thing I think would look too too weird on my face, on my flat ass face. It's like K-pop. I mean, like you see what it, it is. Like you can tell everyone. Yeah, everyone, yeah. 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 like my mom. I mean, I used to always say if I had gotten <clears throat> I, if I gotten um, no surgery, I would be too beautiful to do comedy. <laughs> 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 but no, I think I, it'll never, look weird unless I, we it. extend our brows out. Yeah, I mean, like it just—I think you look less. Asian, like it's a colonizer man's mindset, and like that's a Western ideal that's being yeah, posted yeah, onto us. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like yeah. we want that Roman nose. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's just you know, it's yeah. I, I don't, it's, it, I don't need it. And there's plenty of people. I don't need it. I don't need it. And also, thank God we're comedians and we're not. Thank we're, you. We don't make our money on our beauty, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> also, also, every have you ever seen older Korean people? Because uh, nose, ears, and um, head grow continually. Yeah. Forever. Forever. So once it you gets like longer and droopier. Yeah. So Kosei not go to like I feel like that only makes it more like that. More droopy. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, like I don't know. Like, but that was sort of my thought. But yeah, I never Maybe had Maybe the thought is like if you do it and later if you don't like it, the technology will have advanced enough for you to fix it. It's kinda like tattoos, I feel. You know, like now you could just remove it. That's true. Yeah. I mean like you I know? think I I think that like there is a movement though happening inside of Korean society regarding our looks, and I know that at least among the younger people in Korea, very much younger, not not our age, I, I don't think even to twenty five, but younger, they are not engaging. They're being okay with their face as is, and younger not, than twenty five. Yeah, the Gen that's Zs. Great. That's the Gen Z. That's a great zone. That's a great zone for them reclaiming their faces. Yeah. Still can't rent a car without being fucking overcharged, but yeah. you know you. <laughs> you had the right ideas about everything else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you have any more questions, please email us at ajumashow at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. This was our new show format. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you, Did you like it. it? Yeah. <laughs> it felt so weird and new. I'm like, ooh, I, uh, I'm kind of like buzzing yeah. about it. Yeah. Tell a friend, write a review. Thank you so much for listening and check out our kick-ass Koreans from the top of the show. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.